Welcome back, everybody, to the Dusty Bender Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Chance Watson, with you as always, your other host, Taylor Wells. Episode 125 coming at you, uh, recording on a very dark Wednesday night. Uh, I don't know if you've noticed, everybody, but uh, the sun goes down a lot sooner than it used to. Yeah, I literally drive in the dark to work, and I drive home in the fucking dark. That's just, I am, I naturally am just a recluse now. Well, you're, I mean, with your commute, you're living most of your life in your car. Yeah, I, I am, I am so You might as well be a hobo. A hundred percent. I am so desperate at this point, I'm literally <laughs> looking into the fucking train and bus system to get to work because I'm just <laughs> over it, dude. So sick of it. Oh, God my, damn. My longest, my longest commute so far, this is for all my other Seattleites, uh, a total of four hours and fifteen minutes. That is, I could I could drive to you. <laughs> the amount of fucking time that I'm commuting in a single day. That is asinine, bro. That should not be. A, that should be. Oh a man, what we sucks. should have we should have our listeners write in our their worst traffic stories. Oh, it's probably like you know some guy in a maroon CRV just blew by him, and it was me. Yeah. <laughs> that's their worst. Which some asshole. Johnny yeah, Miller writes a nightmare. Johnny Miller writes in, I was on scene of a crash and we had people waiting on the 4th July pass for nine hours. <laughs> Ugh, you, that sounds and terrible. you know, and you know, you know how I know that that's a true story. Cause I was in the fucking traffic. Nice. You fucking get, get on your megaphone and start yelling at Johnny. Oh, everybody was getting, everybody, everybody got out. There were just people who were fucking, you know, trading fucking phone numbers and shit. Hey, yo, we meet up for the meet up at the bar later. Yeah, <laughs> seriously though, <laughs> it was so oh, bad. Good God, man. Oh shit. I will. I always try to avoid that pass if I can. Yeah. Um. All right, folks. We've got some announcements. Uh. First off, we need to before we even get into our sponsors, we gotta we gotta send out a huge thank you to the man, the myth, the legend, Bobby Ryan. Bobby, Bobby Bye. boy. Taylor, how how cool was it for him to come on the show? I mean, I I felt like I kept it together pretty good, but you did? I mean, I was starstruck, man. I had my freaking my googly eyes going. I you know I had the twinkle going. So, uh, but it was unreal. Like he he's so like he's got he he's just he's good at talking, anyways. But then yes. man, he just like he had that insider information. It felt like right, you know, you kind incredibly of knowledgeable. There. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that, was, that was amazing. And not af- not afraid to speak his mind or say how it is, you know. Yeah. Um, a lot of guys, even even into their into their veteran years where they've long retired, they're still, you know, they they want to play it safe just in case they might get a, a studio deal or something like that. They sure. don't want to say anything crazy. Um, and, and not saying that Bobby wouldn't be great on a studio. Fuck, can you imagine Bobby and like Bissonette on TNT or something? Oh, he'd be having a good old, good old. Yeah, time, absolutely. Man. That would be awesome. All right, uh, Bobby, bo- hashtag Bobby for TNT. Make it so. There you go. Um, we're we're gonna get you there, Bobby. We're gonna get you there. Um, but in any case, like it's the guy was just super open. I absolutely love the conversation. Lots of good insight. Um, and you know things that generally we'd like to know. We're we're pretty well informed from our years of playing the game, but like we don't know the show. Yeah. And him being able to shed a light on that was just super cool. And the guy's got a great sense of humor. It was an absolute honor to have him on, and uh, hope to have him on again. Yeah, I mean, you know, he pity laughed me, you and me a couple times, which was just nice of him. Just a sweet guy, you know. <laughs> when we when we tried to make some jokes. Well, yeah, yeah, he's he's just good. You can tell he's a good guy if he's laughing at some of our jokes. Right, right, absolutely. 
Yeah. Well, I tried to get him. I tried to get him laughing there, right in the right in the intro. So we we started off strong. There you go. Yep. All right, folks. Sponsor time. First off, obviously, folks, we are sponsored by the Hockey Podcast Network. The Hockey Podcast Network is your go-to source for all things hockey and podcasts. Jump on over to the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com and check out all the many shows that we have uh, for your listening pleasure. There's there's podcasts for damn near every team. I think we just added a. Uh, we just added a Montreal podcast recently. Ooh. Um, let me give him a quick shout out here. Uh, Taylor Stall for me. Yeah, uh, we've, <laughs> we've added a, we've added a few actually. So Habs been, Culture. There you go. Yeah, shout we, out to uh, Habs Culture. We we definitely have a group chat with the with the network folks, and it's just it seems like every week they add some sort of good podcast. So uh, That's true. big big shout out to to Kyle and and the and the gang at THPN and. Uh, keep doing what you're doing. I mean, just giving us good content and, and good folks. I mean, yeah, it's, that's the thing, you know. People are jumping on, and, and all these hosts and things like that just seem like good people. So, And I'm, and I'm not saying that we are the best. Eh. Like, we're not the best in the network, but, but maybe I am saying that because, I don't know. what. what oh, that's 4-0. Oh. oh, baby. That's four. That's the we're DB in, Hockey Potters 4-0 in the Fantasy League. Absolute so, battle right now, though. Oh yeah. Oh, this one's gonna be a tough one. We're uh, we're having a kind of a down week. I think I think our guys were overperforming a bit. Yeah. But yeah, no. DB DB Hockey Pod, uh, the only undefeated team left in the Hockey Podcast Network Fantasy League, uh, still going strong and uh, hoping hoping to keep the streak going. So Hell yeah. humble brag, humble brag, humble brag. All right, folks. Next up, folks, it's the Hub Tavern. You know them. You love them. Dave and Mona are the absolute greatest people on the planet. I, I don't care what you say there. I, I, you could give somebody, you know, an award, you know, it, what's, what's, what's the, the peace award. Um, not the, not the, uh, not the sciencey one, but the other one, Nobel oh, peace, Nobel peace prize. There you go. Yeah, there we go. Nobel peace prize. Yeah. We'll take that. Uh, I don't care. It, it's, it's Dave and Mona. They're the best. They're the greatest. Uh, and the hub tavern is the, premier hockey bar in spokane located on monroe avenue part of the seattle kraken anchor alliance uh actually we should do that shout out here uh most re- very recently there's a contest coming out that the hub is going to be entered in to win uh more details to come in the future uh we were planning on announcing it on the show but uh the kraken don't have the link working just yet so oh, yeah um it's maybe hard. it's like maybe it's like they're staging it. You know, they're getting it all, all to all out to all the bars, and then they're gonna do it. Technology um, is hard, chance. It can be. It can be really rough. Uh, but in any case, so uh, looking forward to that. Whatever that contest is, because if if it's it's a, if it's a situation where the hub can win something, uh, you know damn well we're gonna make sure that the hub wins that. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, shout out to the Hub Tavern in Spokane on Monroe, the hockey bar of all hockey bars, Spokane's premier hockey bar. Go, uh, if you're coming through Spokane or if you're in the area, go check out the Hub Tavern and tell them that the Hockey Pod, uh, fuck, the Dusty Bender Pocket. Well, you could say mm. the Hockey Podcast Network, too. Sure. You could say that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but Dusty Bender. All right, folks. Also, not too far down the road from the Hub Tavern, we've got another place that is is very close to Taylor and I's heart, Manta Ray Cafe. That is the best karaoke bar in downtown spokane arguably the best karaoke bar in spokane period also some of the best pizza that you will find in town uh cheap awesome good place to sit down have a beer listen to some tunes maybe watch a ufc game on the tv 
it's absolutely inviting. Uh, we know that Jeff is listening right now and his family. Shout out to them. Uh, you guys are an absolute beauty. Uh, sorry that the pens suck. Uh, they beat they beat the the duckies. They stopped the ducky streak. So maybe that's oh, the turning point. That's that's is that okay? Is that is that more indicative of the duckies falling to earth, or is that the pens getting their shit together? Uh, what's funny is the Ducks have not actually been on their six-game win streak. Haven't been playing that great of hockey. <laughs> they, they're finding. It's funny you say that. They've actually been bad this entire they, time. They really haven't been that good. It's they're just, not uh, falling to earth. They're 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 just finally getting what's coming to them. Yeah, yeah. That's that's fair. Um, the Pens just actually dropped. Uh, what was it, Andreas Johnson today down to waivers? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's uh, you know. I can't say too much about careers because I didn't have one, but sure. Uh, that's a, t- that's a tough look. Yeah. So, yep. I don't know if the, the Dubas era is, is starting off to a strong start. He might, he might be overseeing a rebuild quicker than he thought. Uh, they're dead last in that division. So who knows, man, it's not good. It's not good. Who knew that, uh, the most offensive, least defensive defenseman in the league, uh, was not going to play defense all that much. Yeah, that's. I mean, they got four forwards on the ice for two of their D pairings, so that's a little. You could, uh, a little you could risky. argue four and a half with Latang. I mean, well, you know. yeah, yeah, that's it. Latang's oh, not known to be a defensive defenseman. Sure. Yeah, I mean, he's uh, he's giving it his all. As much as you can when you're held together by like, duct tape. Yes. <laughs> duct tape. Dude, so beat to hell. Poor guy. Poor guy. All right. And folks, last but not least, we got to give a shout out to John Fire Chief, John Miller, a uh, longtime listener, longtime supporter of the show. Uh, John is unfortunately a Preds fan. Mm. And uh, we got to give him shit about that sometimes. Uh, they just recently lost to Calgary, which uh, I would I would talk shit about that. But I think Seattle also lost to Calgary. So, yeah, you know. Maybe, maybe, maybe there's uh, it, those those who cast stones or point fingers have you know fingers pointed back at them. So sure, yeah, sure. All right, Taylor, that's it. I think that's it. Are we ready to are we ready to roll into the show? Let's do it. Let's talk a little puck, huh? All right, I, I like that. Um, you know what? It's it's been a while since we've opened the show with some crack and talk. So I, I think that we're due. And uh, some actually, there's uh, some news with the Seattle Kraken. They've been shuffling their lines up a bit. And uh, going on kind of a rough streak here. So, uh, Taylor, overall thoughts on the Kraken at the moment? Uh, I, I like that they're scoring a little more than they were at the start of the season. So I, I, I'll start with a little bit of positivity. I know they're shuffling some lines and stuff yeah. like that. Uh, but, you know, three or four goals a game, even if they're losing 6-3, right? I mean, that that you'd rather see that than, I mean, I think what they had, like six goals in their first Correct. five games or something right so i mean you, you you like to see that i think you know you'll start to get some of those bounces but it's just it's like as soon as that offense is like oh shit uh we're playing hockey now mm-hmm. the defense and the attendees are like oh are we like you know let's let's uh let's back that train up a little bit so yeah, we're seeing seeing a little bit of a struggle there. Uh, they had a good a good fight against Arizona last night. Uh, I had a couple friends at the game actually down there at Mullet. Yeah, we did. Um, so yeah, definitely you know definitely a tough loss, but you know getting a point out of that. Uh, the Calgary game was a little tough just because you know we kind of had that. We were feeling pretty good about that game, and then it was just it was just third period off. was rough. Yeah, third period was was not their period. So and you know. 
it is what it is, but you got to play 60 a night. So, uh, but you know, oh, a, we did, big... we did beat uh, the Preds. Fuck you, Miller. Yeah. Fuck Miller. Um, yeah, yeah, no, well, we, yeah <laughs> we, we beat, we beat the Preds four two. Uh, overall, it was a good game. I, I think, um, you know, that's, that's one, it's one of those like Preds are, Preds are playing pretty decent hockey right now, but yeah. Uh, you know, that's that's they're kind of a middling team, so you want to see that win. There's but... a lot of middling teams in the West right now, okay? Like let's let's be honest. Like it's it's Colorado, Vegas, and then everybody else. Sure. You know, I, Vancouver's on a Vancouver's on a heater at the moment, but how long is that gonna last? You know, yeah. does anybody does anybody on this show or you know, the five hundred hockey men think for a second that Vancouver's for real? I, I don't I, I will argue for them. Um, they're playing good hockey at the moment. They're playing very good hockey. I don't, I don't buy all the hype on Heronic. I, I think like it's, it's still Philip Heronic, you know, yes. so he'll come back down to earth at some point, but Correct. I mean, think, think about where their star power is at right now, right? They yep. have it, at, they have it at a lot of levels. Um, you know, Pedersen and JT Miller up front, Besser's playing out of his mind, but I think he'll come back down a little bit. Uh, they got a, a guy named Quinn Hughes. I don't know if you heard of him. And then, you know, and then Demko's playing really good. I mean, we've always known Demko's a good goalie. It's just, you know, he's battled injuries. And he's battled a little bit of inconsistency and stuff like that. So I, I think they have those that star power at each level of their team, which in that Pacific, they could easily, you know, but I don't know if they're going to be, you know, oh, the Pacific, Dallas's and stuff for the rest as, of the as much as much as we can easily sit here and say that the Kraken are not playing well. The, the West is wide. The, the Pacific is wide open. Like, mm-hmm. it's not like the, the Duckies, like you said, they're, they haven't even been playing particularly well during the stretch. So it's very possible that they fall to earth. Um, the Kings are kind of right where we thought they would be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, fighting, you know, fighting her in that wild card area. Uh, Vancouver, you know, nine and two. That's fucking just, that's just nuts. And they've, I, I think, let's, let's be, call a spade a spade like i think three of those wins were just beating the shit out of the oilers yeah they have they're three and zero against the oilers that's fucking nuts and they and they smacked san jose 10-1 yeah that's you know. right but i mean so i watched i watched their game against dallas i think it was a 2-0 win 2 2-0 win i think is what it was um they look good i mean that that they they, they actually have some depth up front um you know the the the, the hype around heronic is it's real right now, um, but they have yeah. some other D pairs that are playing pretty decent, and and Demko's standing on his head. So, I, I mean, Tockett's got that team doing what they need to, you know, what what they could potentially be doing on paper. So, and that's and that's that's Tockett's mo, right? Like he right. stabilizes teams. Yeah, yeah. So, and that's, I, and that's I, not I like what thing. I've seen from him at least. So, yeah. I, I you know I don't know if they can keep it up, but in that division. It's anybody's, especially if if Edmonton continues down the road that they are on right now. That 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 Vancouver spot is could easily, you know, they could easily make the playoffs. I think at this rate, if they, I think someone said if they play 500 hockey from here on out, like they have, they still have a chance in that division, and it's they're not wrong. No, they're absolutely not wrong. I mean, it's we're looking at a situation where, you know, arguably half of that division is. 500 or lower yeah bottom dwellers man exactly yeah it's it's going to be a tough division so uh while jumping back to the kraken while we can sit here and definitely acknowledge that uh, you know four six and three is not good um i will there are things to consider in that uh first off the kraken haven't necessarily had the easiest schedule 
Um, they've they've actually played some tough teams instead of Vegas playing basically like the bottom. Do- not this is not me saying that Vegas isn't good. Vegas is very good. Like they are good. They're, they're very good. But it does it. You know the ten game win streak. Like you look at that, they played probably played like one or two teams that were, you know, even in within. I, I we got we talked about it in the last episode. Like Ken was trying to well Winnipeg and Seattle. Like okay, yeah. All right. I, I, I honestly I wasn't. I you know, kudos to them for doing what they were doing. I mean, yeah. you still got to win those games, but I, I really wasn't any sort of you know hype man for Vegas until they absolutely waxed Colorado like Correct. seven rip. Correct. And then it was like, okay, you know, maybe you know, you can catch a you can catch a good team on a bad night, and I think they did. But you still gotta be the better team in yep. those situations, and they they the fuck they waxed them. Yeah, yeah, they really did. Uh, with with so I I think maybe what I'm trying to circle in on the point here is that and taking some you know maybe from Bobby Ryan's uh, you know stern advice here, uh, there there's no reason unless you're San Jose, Edmonton. I don't even think it's possible for Chicago to hit the panic button. I was about to say the panic button. When is the time to hit the panic button? And honestly, like if you're Ottawa, maybe, well, no, even Ottawa's at 500. So I wouldn't worry about that. Pittsburgh, you might be worried. Uh, Chicago, you're not hitting the panic button because you are the panic. You, you are the panic button. You hit the panic button three years ago. Right. Like th- this is this. In fact, if, if the panic button's not working, then you're not, this isn't the plan. You know, Do- like if, if Chicago flip it, they're four and seven right now. If they were seven and four, it's like, oh shit, what are you, what are you doing? Actually, more like, panicked, yeah. Right, yeah. like, what are you doing? <laughs> Stop. Stop it. <laughs> fucking, Peter Morazic, you you knock that off. Somebody put fucking tape on Bedard's skates. Ah, uh, yeah. I it's it actually goes the other direction if you're seven and four and you're Chicago, right? It's you're yeah, it's not a good yeah. thing. So that's by design. But uh, if you're Edmonton and San Jose, uh, well, and San Jose is designed to be bad too. So you sure. know, honestly, only you know Edmonton, Calgary, you could argue, um, anybody in and Pittsburgh, everybody else. Like if you're a bottom dweller, there's no reason to panic. And especially in Seattle with the very aggressively mediocre Pacific Division. Four, six, and three is, I mean, you're three points back from Anaheim. Anaheim's bound to fall to earth. Yeah. It, this is still very much a wide open division. Yeah. And I, and I like cut you, I think you were alluding to it earlier. I don't know if you actually ended up saying the names, but uh, bringing up some guys, right? So they brought up Shane Wright. Uh, they brought up Winterton. Let me, so context on that. Um, it came, so actually let's, let's rewind real quick because after the, what was it? The loss against... Uh, I think it was a loss against Calgary, Calgary. maybe. It was a loss against Calgary. Hackstall wasn't liking what he saw, and he and he did this first line shakeup where we kind of saw everybody bounced around a little bit. You know, Oliver Oliver hasn't. I don't think Oliver's played with the same line two games in a row. Which I hate um, that. I mean, you want to see a little bit of chemistry. The, right. The guy himself is playing good hockey, so I right. understand it's not trying to move. It's him. not on him. Right. Right. Definitely not him, but so the most recent lineup, we actually got to see Yamamoto move to the first line. Well, what you would consider the first line yeah. with Matty Beniers and Jared McCann to try to spark some of that, uh, that scoring talent. Cause that's, that's you not trying to like get a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Like you are doubling down on a speed shot heavy line. Yep. Like Yamo's a sniper. Matty is has the ability to be a sniper. He's more of a two-way guy. Yeah, just a but, motor. Yeah, exactly. And then McCann is our sniper. So 
you're you're putting all of your scoring raw scoring talent into one basket on that to try to you know trying to generate some talent there. Uh, Eberle, who God gets, I, we'll talk about Eberle in a second. Um, moves down to the second line with Weinberg and Schwartz, whose Schwartz has been absolutely on fire lately. If, if you could say that anybody for the Kraken has been on fire, it's been Jaden Schwartz. Yeah. Um, Bjorkstrand gets bumped to the third line, which that, that he's he's been skating with Yanni and Tolvin in for a while now, so that's not the big deal. Uh, and then uh, Cartier uh, falls down to the fourth line with Devin Shore and uh, Belmar. Uh, I think you and I talked about this before the Coyotes game. We're like, I don't mind these lines. Yeah, yeah. It's got some potential to it. I, I see what he's trying to do. You got to get Maddie going, right? Yeah. You can't you can't keep playing him the amount of minutes that he, he deserves. Zero goals? I mean, yeah, Zero it's goals? Just, it's just, I, what, he, what does he have? Three, four assists, right? So, talk, talk about a sophomore slump. Yeah. And so, I mean, you, you got to do whatever it takes to get that guy going because you, you can't play him 18 minutes a night like you want to because he can play – you know, like you were saying, two way. He's a he's a good defensive forward, and he can he should be able to put the puck in the net. He's he's still the best all around player on the team. Where right. it, you and I have talked about this in like our breakdowns of Maddie in the past. Like Maddie is he doesn't he's not elite in anything, but he's not bad at anything. Right. Like he is a he's a B plus player in almost every category, which is 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 a talent in and itself. You know. Right. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, when Puck's not going in the net, man, he's God, I there was some snake snake bit. He couldn't even he was kicking himself after this uh shootout. Yeah. Where he yeah. screwed up. But they I, I, I do like the lines. It'll be interesting to see what they do bringing up Shane Wright and Winterton. I think they're they'll probably just figure out where those two guys fit in the lineup. One of those guys will sit, I think. Um, you know, unless you unless you say screw it and you go you go Cartier right and winterton on the on that fourth line and just throw the kids into the fire yeah um, so we know that eberle's gone so they announced kind of weirdly backwards like they yeah. announced the call-ups from coachella and then they announced jordan eberle got a deep cut on his thigh in practice or something someone didn't hit send on that tweet dude yeah that was that was kind of weird so like we're all sitting here for like half an hour going uh who's getting cut right <laughs> Who is um, it? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, and to be honest, like, I, you know, you never wish for a player to get hurt, but if, if we would have recorded this episode without knowing that, and I didn't know that Jordan Eberle was hurt, I, I probably would have made a strong argument for Jordan Eberle to be the one that takes the bench. Sure. Um, I haven't, I just, I sim- quite simply have not been happy with his play. He is skating. I mean, I don't think he's got, he's got like one point in eight games or something like that's not a top line guy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not he's, ideal. No, he's. I know that he's there as like a stabilizing veteran presence for Beniers and McCann, but you got to find somebody who's more stable. Like he's got to be able to contribute on plays. And when you've got a stat line that shows basically nothing over the course of eight games, six games, uh, you've got to bring somebody up there that's going to energize that line. And Eberle's playing more like a third liner at the moment. Yeah, goal and goal and three assists through thirteen games. Uh, the thing, the thing for me, and I know we, it's it's a hot button topic, of, of course, but uh, minus eight, like I mean, this team is this team's okay. It's a middle yep. of the road team right now, but yeah. eight under, man, come on. I mean, it just you gotta gotta be doing something a little better than that. And four points in thirteen games is just the, not not no. they're they're wanting to give him eighteen minutes a night, right? And you can't give a guy that has four points eighteen minutes a night. So and a minus eight, 
And I might say, I mean, I know. yeah, so he needed I, a little, little break. We, we've talked about it in the past, but for those who haven't listened to our older episodes, like I, I we understand that plus minus is a flawed stat, but I, there are some, you know, hockey men out there that don't, they, they just say completely write off plus minus. Whereas, you know, Taylor and I played defense back in the day uh, for long stretches. And when you're a defenseman, you almost care more about your plus minus than you do your actual goals and assists. Right. And yes, if, if you're like a minus two or a plus two, you know, even my, my line's always been five. Like if you're within plus five or minus five, it's a statistical thing. Like, right. you know, you were getting off the ice when a goal was scored or you were just getting on when a goal was scored. Like it's, it's not that big a deal, but when you start getting, when you start pushing 10 one way or the other, it's something to take notice of. Like if, if you've got a guy that's plus 10 plus 15, like, it's not a coincidence that our team is scoring when he's on the ice. Sure. Or, yeah, or vice versa. The only, the only thing Jordy's got going on for him right now is in his career, he is a minus 69, LOL. There you go. I'm sure he could take that to the He should retire right now. Yeah, he might as well. I, might would, as, I would. With with how he's playing at the moment. But yeah. Um, no, I just been – it's – I love the promotion of Yamo going up to that first line because it, you it, – us being biased for the Spokane boy aside, like it, how many times have we sat here and said, like, it seemed like Yamo was the only one that was fucking trying tonight. Right. You know, I, I like, definitely the first five, six games of the year, it felt like he sure. was the only one that was actually playing hockey out there. So, and you know, they threw him in to a, we're just going to suck off Yamo here for a second, but like they threw him into a situation on the fourth, like with Yamo's stature and his skill, the fourth line is not ideal for this guy. Right. Like that's not a, that is not a role and amount of minutes where he is going to thrive with his skill set. Like it, even the third line would be better for somebody like him to try to yeah. you know get a few minutes a night and try to get into the lineup. But he fucking battled and grind grinded on that fourth line to the point where he got power play time, and then has I think he's got two goals on the season. Both were on the power play, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I mean, um, to, to the untrained eye, right? Like, he, he yeah. has four points like Ebbs, right? He's a minus five, but he only skated 12 minutes a night, right? He, so, yeah. you know, that's just – that's that's fourth-line minute kind of stuff. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see kind of what he can bring to the table when he's when he's on that top line with, with a guy like Matty who just has the motor as well, right? So, um, so yeah, that'll be interesting. Let's uh, to kind of wrap up the crack and talk here. Uh, let's we've got so uh, Jordan Everlane is going down. Uh, we would is it safe to assume that probably Devin Shore is going to get benched or sent down? Yeah, I think he's probably next. Okay, okay. So we're bringing in uh, we're bringing in Shane Wright and who's the other fellow? Uh, I think it's I don't remember his first name, but it's Winterton. I want to say Kyle, but that doesn't sound right. That doesn't sound right either. I think I've got the I think I've got the graphic that I sent you right here. Ryan Winterton. Ryan Winterton. There you Ryan. Go. So I, I, I looked a little bit. I mean, obviously, you know, anytime that Shane Wright scores, it's going to pop up on our Twitter and whatnot. But I don't know much about Ryan. Apparently, he's been skating on a line with Wright. Yeah. So that might be there might be some chemistry there. I doubt they keep them together. It could be just a coincidence. Yeah. Um, but apparently, the organization is very high on uh, Mr. Winterton. So uh, giving him a shot. Not that they well, they could have. They could have just pulled up Wright and they didn't. So yeah, five points in seven games for Winterton. He's got three goals. So pretty good. It's pretty yeah, good. Not bad at all for a 20 year old. And you know what? As much as we don't like, you know, Ebbs going, to, we don't like injuries taking our guys out at the same time. Like this is maybe a good time for a shakeup. 
Well, wake up uh, call, I think, could, you know, could be. Yep. So the question here is that, like, you're bringing in another center. I mean, okay. First off, do, are we putting right at center? No, I think I think that they'll oh, they'll throw okay. him onto a wing. I think what they'll do is if they do put him on that fourth line, they'll keep a center around. God, that would just be the worst thing that they could possibly do. Yeah, I mean, you you want to get him those center faceoffs and those minutes and stuff like that, but I think you know, PB uh belmar hasn't played bad at all so i mean he's been he's been pretty solid on that fourth line so so uh, give me your give me your lines do you do you just plug and play like does right go where everlay is and and uh winterton goes where shore is and we just call it good or are we shaking things up oh if you had to do it and then and then and then we can talk about what we actually think is going to happen if i had to do it the way that the way that uh, the way that Daily Faceoff has it, they still have Maddie and McCann and Yamamoto on that top line. I, you know, I, I think as, as much as I love Maddie, I think it's a good time to say, hey, we got we got some young guys. Let's give them a look, right? Let's move them up a little bit and let's let's put Maddie on, say, a third line and and you know make Ooh. him work for it a little bit. So uh, that I would shake him up that far. Um, you know, but, the, but they looked good yesterday against the Coyotes. I know, uh, you know, a shootout loss in mullet isn't ideal, but they looked, they looked better. I mean, Coyotes they looked are, like a better team. So Coyotes are a, I was just thinking about the other day, like the Coyotes are a better team. They're yeah. a solid team. You know, I, cause I was trying to like to describe myself. I was trying to think of like ways to describe teams. And I was thinking like the Red Wings, like the Red Wings, I would describe as fake good. Yeah. Like they're, which, which sounds like an insult. But last year they were bad, so being fake good is an improvement on bad. Right. I mean, yeah. I shit. I'll, I'll take this year's Coyotes team over the last ten years of Coyotes teams. So. Correct. Correct. Um, this is your. If you're a Coyotes fan, uh, first off, you know it's. I'm sorry. It's yeah. been a rough time for you. Uh, <laughs> but second off, uh, it's a. It's. You're, you know what? If if I was like, you know what, I. I would put a buck down on some stretched odds to, for them to make the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas, whereas in the past I'd have been like, that would be waste of a dollar. Right. You know, yeah, I can, I can use that dollar somewhere else. Sure. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. I think, I think looking at these lines, like realistically what we'll see is we'll see Cartier move up to probably that second line with Schwartz and Wenberg. Okay. And then, and then you're probably going to see Devin Schwartz get swapped out and, and you probably see Wright and Winterton together with Belmar on that, on that fourth line. That's not, it's not a prototypical fourth line. You want, is that what you want or is what you think is going to happen? That's what I think is going to happen. I I don't, I don't think, you know, you got Belmar that's going to protect the kids a little bit on that fourth line. Um, You know, not saying that he's any sort of heavyweight, but you know, it gives them a little, little bit of structure and, and veteran presence on that fourth line. But it keeps those two together. They can continue to work like they have been down in Coachella. Uh, Cartier gets up to that second line and can make something happen with, uh, you know, he, he's got a good goal-scoring touch, and Wenberg only passes the puck, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think I think that's probably what we see uh, just based off of what I saw from the lines yesterday. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what Hackstall does. But adding a little bit of life in there, you know, I mean, if 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 the season ended today, they'd be outside of the playoffs. So yeah. might as well, while while the guys are a little injured and you got guys that can go up and down without being on waivers, you might as well see what they can do. So sure, uh, it I can't get they, much I worse either. So yeah, yeah, 
Yeah. Both both get in, I think. All right, here's here's what I do. So uh, most like recently, a couple weeks ago, when I when we when we went to that cracking game, I noticed uh, uh, me and my buddy Kyle, uh, me and our buddy Kyle went down to Pikes, and we noticed the there were these like um, like wooden beams that they're like they're doing major construction down there as always um, down on the pier, and they've got these wooden beams that like float in the water for the for the pier. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I I I'd lash a few of those together, put Alex Wenberg on one of them and push it into the bay mm, okay <laughs> yeah yeah uh, he just goes willingly right like just, he just he just embraces it he's it's like gotta be buoy buoy pushes him out <laughs> jesus no I, okay in all seriousness like i we've we've somehow like like no for some reason we've just convinced ourselves that alex Wenberg is a second line center and I don't know why. Like, he's not doing anything. He has three assists through 13 games. Wow. Crazy. Wow. That's a that's a good, second good. line center if I've ever heard one. Uh-huh. I, I don't understand, like, why he is just cemented into this second line role. Um, he he doesn't. He's he's a third line center. He, sure. he is, like, the definition to me of a third line center. And should not be skating the minutes that he has. So... Uh, I mean, if it's me, yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not punishing Pierre Edward uh, Thelmar. Uh, I like Yanni Gord, uh, Wenberg. I just, yeah. If it was me, I'd I'd sit him for a game. Yeah, let him let him shake things off. I yeah, but that's not going to happen. So you're you're probably right. I, I what I would do is I would probably Yanni's. I think Yanni is. If I had to pick one of these guys to move to wing, I would probably do that. Mm-hmm. Um, Yanni would probably move and then see I'm moving I would just move stuff around like I, I love a line of um, I like Jared Mc- I want Jared McCann and Bjorkstrand on a line together for some reason I don't mm-hmm. know why and I don't even know how that would work but God, for some reason in my mind Bjorky and McCann need to be on the same line yeah yeah they just I need mean, to make that happen top two offensive talents realistically right now yeah yeah, uh, I, I saw our buddy uh, cracking Canada. Uh, he was he was flirting with the idea of doing a kids line, you know, a shore right and Cartier. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, it's fun. I don't, I don't hate it. Um, I don't think it'll do very well. But nah, um, I think that's you're just setting him up for failure. For failure, honestly. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I just I I do understand the idea. I just don't like the idea of right being a fourth liner, man. I just don't like that. It's you're if you're gonna bring him up, bring him up. Sure, sure. And you've got you've you've just opened up a spot on your second line. You know, you put anybody you put there. What's probably gonna happen? They're gonna move fucking Dorkstrand up to there. You know. Yeah, yeah. And that's just gonna be it. And Hackstall's gonna be boring and meh. But I, I just don't. I don't know. You're already you're already putting the lines through a fucking blender. Like we haven't had the same lines for like five games. Mm-hmm. So try it out like you you've got nothing to lose we're not we're we're one one and one this month right yeah I, I i don't mind that i think i mean if you're looking strictly off stats i mean winberg's getting 19 plus a game so uh, you know i, I Winberg think if, needs if, you need to flip-flop yanni gord and winberg like that's that's needs to happen yesterday yeah so i i think i think you know if we do see a pretty major shakeup, i think you're you're probably right that's probably where we see it um you know, but I, I don't know. I, he, in the past, I mean, in the past, so, I mean, you know, you think of playoffs last year, right? He threw Cartier up 
on that top line. I mean, yeah. he threw he threw him with Maddie, so we could potentially see something like that. I think you just got too much money on the books with Wenberg for him, you know, to to sit him long term unless unless he was to do something like that and that line just clicked. So I, I you know, I'm with you. I would love to see that. So what do you but. think? Of, what do you think of a McCann, Beniers, Bjorkstrand line, and then we've got Schwartz, Yanni Gord, and Yamo, and then the third line we're gonna put together. Right, Schwartz. No, right, Schwartz. Oh no, I already said Schwartz. Did I? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. For second the second line. line, yeah. So the third line would be Tolvanen, Wright, and this new guy yeah winterton see, see or cartier winterton. yeah i could see that i could see i see i could see cartier up there yeah, yeah. In, a, in a world where we're benching wenberg if i have to have wenberg then wenberg centers that third line with tolvin and right and then you replace shore with uh winterton yeah i mean I, so we, we see it quite a bit though you know you throw a guy in the press box he can kind of see the ice differently than he's been seeing it for 13 games or you know however many they've i think it's 13 yeah right so so you might as well you know and then and then he comes back better than he was so uh i, I mean i could see them doing that i just i don't know i hackstall has been a little hesitant to, to he's he shook them up but like not he's moving the outside pieces around exactly he's like keeping why, that like, middle why why like why is mccann bouncing around like mccann's played on like three of the four lines in the last like three games. Yeah. I, I mean, he's your leading scorer. Keep him on your first fucking line. Yeah. I, I, I mean, and, and as much shit as I gave shorts at the beginning of the year, he's, he's looking a lot better too. So yes, I don't want to move is. him down too far, but no short stays. I'm, I'm happy with him being on the second line. I don't have a problem yeah. with that. I'm just, it's, there are guys that somehow get past like Maddie Beniers is the only one. Like we're, we're just, we're hopeful that he's going to rebound because you know that mm-hmm. he's going to eventually, or you hope anyway, um, this the, the raw talent's still there, and he's doing a lot of the right things. It's just not happening. They're not bouncing, yeah. Yeah. So, and it'll click eventually. But Winberg, this isn't his first fucking rodeo. Like right. he's been in this league for quite a while, long enough to where we know what Alexander Winberg is. And what did you say? Three assists. Yeah, he's got three, three, three assists, zero goals. That's not that. That's terrible. If 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 you brought up Yanni Gord stats and you tell me that he's got more points than Winberg, then I'm gonna be very i'm gonna be very very upset he has two goals five assists great and he's the third line center yeah i mean he's he's still getting 17 minutes a night so it's not like he's you know Winberg's getting more yeah Winberg, Winberg's still getting more so i uh, just yeah I, i'm with you i would i would love to see that you know just while oh. ebbs won't be out too long you know a laceration no. to i think he's i think they said his leg or something like that sure so I mean, he won't be out too long, but it's a perfect opportunity to see what some of these kids probably. can do. Yeah, see what see what these kids can do. Toss them into the fire a little bit, and realistically, I mean, even a third line role, right? If you know, if Wright's getting say fifteen minutes a night in a third line role, that's great experience, man. Yep. But let's wow. we. I mean, we've talked about the offense this whole time, and it's. I think it's because there's not really much to talk about the defense. They just stink. Yeah, I, I it's it's so weird to me to say like the the best D pairing that I've kind of seen through thirteen games of the season is actually the Borgen. And yeah, I, pairing, I was gonna say which is which is weird. It feels dirty to me, but uh, they they've actually looked pretty solid together. Um, mm-hmm. 
you know, uh, not saying Dunn and Larson have been absolute trash, but you know, I think you know Larson's a, looks slow to me. Yeah, I think he's starting to feel it a little bit. Larson's looks slow, and as far like oh, it's number four. Schultz is number four. Uh, there was a there was, it was that Calgary game where I legitimately wanted Dumoulin and Schultz to join Wenberg on that. Yeah, fucking raft, man. I was just like, get them out of here. Oh, they're stinking it up a little bit. It was so bad. Like that was just like, I, I still see it in my mind. There was this one goal where uh, it, it grew made the save and Schultz just makes this wide C cut. Like he, he like, like you're in squirts and the plays over and you think the goalie has covered the puck and he just makes this wide cut across the boards and then realizes what's happening and like frantically skates back and it goes in anyway because he wasn't covering a guy right and it's just like dude like peewees they teach you to stop right like yeah. if you're especially if you're a defenseman so yeah I, I don't know i you know but that's your third pairing right like you you expect them to kind of get a little bit dominated you just you hope they can just they're supposed to be a non-effect storm. Yeah, exactly. They're supposed to be a non-effect and they're not a non-effect. Yeah. Like they're, it's, they are a liability when they are on the ice. I, I have not been, Schultz has not been playing good and Dumoulin is just bad. Yeah, He's just I, bad. I mean, that's the, that's the big off season, big off season, uh, you know, acquire right there. Yep. So that, actually that hurts a little bit. A dusty bender podcast first. I actually don't have anything bad to say about the goalies. It's not their fault. They're, are they playing amazing? No, but it's not their fault. No, it's they're getting left hang, hanging to dry, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. I would I would say probably Joey and Phil are probably letting in, you know, one to two bad, you know, goals where they would maybe like to have back. Not necessarily bad goals, but ones they'd like to have back. Um, Joey had one recently where he just misplayed a puck. Um, yeah. That's that's going to happen with a goalie as active that you know that Joey is when he goes out and plays. Uh, but no, I. Honestly, it's the focus is not on Drew and Dacker. It's the it's the guys in front of them. But I mean, we've been saying that for three years now, and they still they still think that they have a, a you know Stanley Cup winning defensive core back there, right? Because they won't make any moves for it. So I, I don't know. Yeah, but I, I'm with you. I think the goalies the goalies have been fine. They just they're they're getting hung out right now. Yeah, it's I would not unlike last year where we were losing games because of Philip Grubauer. Sure. Uh, no, I don't, I don't, th- I would, I would probably place blame on, I, unfortunately, as much as I love Joey Dacker, like, in fact, I would prefer Joey over Philip Grubauer. Um, it's the only game that I would put on Joey is the one where he misplayed the puck. Sure. sure. And he, and he's even admitted it. So. Yeah. Yep. All right. Cool. That's it for Kraken talk. I guess I, it's anything else to throw in there. I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful that it shakes things up and looking at their schedule right now. Uh, fuck, Colorado Oilers, Colorado Oilers. Who did this schedule? I mean, well, Oilers are a free win right now, apparently. Oh, God, seems like it. Well, tell that to Philly when they went and visited the Sharks last night. Oof. Yeah, I know. I had a buddy that was just hammering the over on it, but uh, two two one. I like, fuck. That's that's <laughs> hockey. That's hockey gambling, isn't it? That's right. That's right. Jesus Christ, what a fucking nightmare. All right, uh, Taylor, you want to tell us about uh, DraftKings real quick? Yeah, if I don't sneeze first. 
I can see it. You're you're fighting oh. yours real bad. All right, we're good. We're clean. We're clean. All right, cool. Nice work. Good job. Uh, not DraftKings. Let's go to our other sponsor first, huh? Because okay. that's the one that I have up, and I don't okay. feel like changing it right now. I, I'm not going to argue with it at all. So our other sponsor this this week, uh, Raycon. So it may be too early to start decorating for the holidays, but it's never too early to start your holiday shopping. Why not take care of it now before the crowds and packed calendars make shopping a total nightmare? Especially when you can get some of the best deals of the season well before Black Friday. You can shop Raycon products right now and save up to 50% off because their early Black Friday sale is going on now. You've heard us talk about Raycon products before. Their headphones, uh, great for the gym, great for just lounging around the house. Uh, good, good solid headphones for the price. Raycon first made a name for themselves in the audio space with products like Everyday Earbuds. Uh, known for delivering high quality and thoughtful features like a 32-hour battery life and a perfect in-ear fit for all-day wear and lasting comfort. That is super important to me. Uh, and this past year, they expanded their entire business with the in- introduction of Raycon Home and Raycon Power Tech. Their five-star reviewed Magic 180 cable allows you to charge iOS, micro USB, and Type-C devices eight times faster with 100-watt power delivery. Their faucet filter ultra-filters the water in your tap against chlorine and heavy metals. It's a must-have for ensuring the water you use to wash your face and brush your teeth is, you know, actually clean. Raycon is known for delivering high-quality and thoughtful features at half the price of other premium tech brands. It's no wonder their products have racked up tens of thousands of five-star reviews. To get everyone in the holiday shopping spirit a bit early, Raycon is currently offering 20% off everything on their site with select products up to 50% off. So beat the crowds and save now. Trust me, you do not want to miss out on Raycon's early Black Friday sale. Hurry now to buy Raycon.com THPN to get 20 to 50% off site-wide. That's buyraycon.com THPN, as in the Hockey Podcast Network, to score up to 50% off Raycon products. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. And our other sponsor, Chance. Yes? It's right here. It's not the same one that I just read. Oh, okay. Uh, I would assume not so. Yeah, it's, it probably doesn't make sense. These are the exact same ones, so let's go ahead and just pull this one up here. <laughs> That's good. Uh, yeah, just we're, we're getting it, getting all the kinks knocked out here. The NFL season is going strong, and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet 5 bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this October. Get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN as in the Hockey Podcast Network. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort and KS. Licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles Casino and Resort, L.A., 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. <gasps> Do that. <sighs> we need to throw in like a sick beat to that. Hell yeah. I'd, I'd you, you, that. you got some rhythm going for a second. I was jamming out to it and then, and then yeah. you, you were running out of breath. 
DJ Chance dropped the beat. Because you're no Slim Shady. I am not a Slim Shady. I'm, I am I'm fat, not Fat Shady. I'm not the real Slim Shady. <laughs> Fake fat, slate, fat Shady. Jesus Christ. There you go. Um, okay. Uh, a quick, quick headlines uh, before we just dive into the league stuff. Uh, once again, uh, the Chicago Blackhawks are being sued uh, because of actions from that dickhead that did the stuff to Kyle Beach. Uh, not a good look for the Hawks. Arnie being kind of kicked when they're down, I guess. Yeah. But I mean, it pays oh, in this ahead. league. It pays in this league to just fudge contract numbers and uh, you oh, know God. work work guys out illegally. Um, so it, you know, teams you can learn from the Hawks. That's very true, and and it does seem like management has changed over since then. Like uh, the new GM has even really tried to, you know, he always said it's because they got rid of Kane and Taze because you know you can't establish a new tradition here until they're gone. But you know, there's probably some of those people that are like, we just we need to put this behind us. We need to get rid of anybody that anybody that was involved in this. We need to get rid of them. So if this does ever does ever come back. We can say, look, all those people are gone. This is a totally different organization. Um, they fucked up. We didn't. Don't be mad at us. We're Stop cool. being. We're cool now. Right. Yeah. Right. Because because a, a hockey team wouldn't definitely cover up anything to win the Stanley Cup. So so talk to me about this a little bit. I, I don't want to spend okay. too much time on it, but so sure. there, there was a second player from these Chicago teams, uh, same exact time, same, black, same black aces, black aces. Yep. Same, same guy that was doing it. Uh, so, so now there's, there's this second suit, right? This goes alongside the Kyle beach stuff. Um, basically saying, look, this, this wasn't an isolated incident. This was, you know, he tried it with me too, right? Like I, you know, it's just to me, to me, that's just, it's, it sucks. You know, Blackhawks players and staff and and that kind of stuff probably thought this was behind them, but I, we're, we're still seeing the repercussions from this. And I mean, are we going to see anything like Ottawa and and the Coyotes saw, or are we gonna? It's nope. just, it's just, it's another day. It's it's another day. They'll mm. they'll try to. I mean, once they've already like I just said, they they've already cleaned house to a degree. Um, yeah. You know, the general manager that was there is gone. The coach there is gone. The main player, like I, I, nobody from that Stanley Cup team, is there anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of hard to to place blame and punish anybody who's no longer currently in the league. Sure. Um, but the NHL just did punish a team for something that happened under the old administration. Sure. So they kind of shot themselves in the foot with this precedent that they just kind of set. So I, I mean, is it right? No, I mean, but. But the, but see, and here's the thing that the NHL would probably try to argue. They would say that, oh, well, they didn't do anything to the league. They just did it to themselves. Fuck. Like the, the brand of the NHL is probably hurt. But at the end of the day, they like the, the trade. It's like when Ottawa got in trouble, like they made the NHL look bad. Sure. Like they made the NHL look incompetent because when Vegas made the trade and, and the NHL approved that trade, it made them look foolish. Right. In this case, it's more isolated to just Chicago. It doesn't necessarily, you know, it, this didn't kick off a massive investigation where now every it it's. I understand this might be a weird example, but it's not like you know back when we were kids and the whole Catholic priest thing popped up. Like when one Catholic priest got caught, it's like oh, and now we need to investigate this and we need to go through the diocese and we need to look for all these. Pri-. There was no quote unquote witch hunt, you know. 
it was, I think the NHL, the Blackhawks, whomever, uh, did a good enough job of saying this is an isolated incident. This is one guy. He's been punished. His name's been removed from the cup. Um, you know, we've, we've fixed this and we've rehabbed it and we don't want to mess with it. And the NHL definitely does not want to mess with one of its most successful markets. They, you know, Chicago is even, even as bottom dwellers, the Chicago Blackhawks are going to rake in a significant amount of money for the NHL. So, um, that's also some, that's also something to consider. There was a little bit of a witch hunt though, right? I mean, they, they started, they went after Bob Murray a little bit, you know, he was, he was too mean. Um, you know, they, they went after a couple coaches and stuff like that. Right. So, I mean, there were, there was a little bit of one, but to, yeah, to your point, right. It wasn't a, it wasn't a, this directly affects the bottom line of the NHL besides people being outraged on Twitter kind of thing. Right. I mean, sure. like that that's, that's kind of the difference for me is correct. You know, the clerical errors and the, and the, right. the right. you know, that kind of shit is, is way worse apparently. So, uh, just an interesting situation and, you know, I, I feel I, I know a couple of Chicago fans and and they, you know, it's just it's like, really, again, like, you know, I, I thought we buried this sucker and and moved on. But it's, well, at the end of the day, what yeah. are they going to do? Like, I mean, you're going to you can sue the Chicago Blackhawks all you want. And even if he gets some money out of it, like it doesn't change it. Like the, the punishment's done. Like the dude's right. been punished. Like it's they can't do anything else to the guy. They should put him in a room. They should, they should, he should be invited from his jail cell and, Jesus. and, uh, you know, just take turns paddling him or something. Yeah. That would probably be a fitting, or he might like that. So maybe we don't want to do that. Yeah. Um, he might, yeah. He might like that a little too much. In, I'd, in pay, any I'd pay a hundred bucks to do it though. Oh, absolutely. Uh, but like full on baseball bat swings. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. but no, so, to kind of wrap it up, I, I think that, you know, the, with the, the damage is done. Like this is just adds, yeah, adds insult to injury. And in terms of like actual tangible things going to happen, the Hawks might lose some money, but I don't, sure. it, it's not going to lead to anything. Cause there's nobody really to punish anymore. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's about it. Yeah. Unfortunately. I mean, it's, it's, if this situation, all it does is just bring back bad memories, you know, and it brings back a situation that's unpleasant and it makes Kane and Taze and all those guys that we thought of as, you know, stalwarts of the game kind of blemishes their record a bit. Sure. You know, it's, it'd be one thing if this stuff, you know, I'm, and I'm not even necessarily sitting here going, because there's a lot of people on their high horse that are like, you know, this needed to be, you know, flushed out immediately as soon as it happened back in 2010. And, at bare minimum, at least, you know, like win the cup and then and then do the right thing. You know, at bare minimum, if you're going to fucking if you're going to be skeezy about it and not address it immediately, at least win the cup and then deal with it. Instead, I, they fucking yeah. covered it up. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I agree with that. I, I think I think I don't think it would have messed with their team as much as they buried it and said that it would have. Right. I think. You, you can the guy that it, that it dealt with. It's for all you know, Kyle Beach could have taken you to the cup, right? Dude. I mean, you know, he could have. Don't he, get he, me started. He, Kyle Beach is one of my favorites in Spokane. He was, you know, he's not hiding under that shield anymore, right? Like nope. he's he's feeling feeling much better about it. This other this other person who was dealing with it at the same time, right? Like they they could have been a, a huge player. So, uh, you know, I would have liked for them to to just suck it up and bring it up, but but to 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 uh, you know not to go to their defense. 
that's not really how you know the world has changed since then, right? I mean, yeah. you know, it's it's a much different uh, landscape. Platform. Landscape, yeah. exactly, right? So, uh, yep. yeah, tough tough situation, but I think you're right. I don't think they'll see anything with it to the dismay of uh, some some angry folks. I'm sure, but yeah, definitely, definitely. Yep. Okay. Uh, in other news, we've got uh, a trade that happened. To, uh, well, two trades, true trades technically. Yeah. Um, depth signing, depth depth moves for the Minnesota Wild. Uh, the Wild move what? Kalen Addison. Yep. To the San Jose Sharks, to his dismay, and uh, you know, uh, God, I I said a prayer for him, yeah. and I'm not even, I don't even, I'm not even religious, and I said a prayer for him. I'm like, dude, I, what did you do to somebody? So sorry. That is rough. Like, because it's not like Minnesota got anything for him. No, I mean Adam a fifth Raska round pick and a fifth, a fifth round, round pick yeah. and some plug. Sure, sure. Which, some guy that I mean, they you know they they have. Uh, they, well, I mean, later we found out right, kind of why they were doing it. They're trying to get a little more defensive play instead of you know just a young power right. play quarterback kind of guy. So I mean, it, it makes sense from the Minnesota team's perspective. It's not like Zach Bogosian's going to move the needle, I don't think, too much. But a third-pairing role isn't going to be bad. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, g- good on Greer. Going and getting a guy that isn't isn't ready to, to be on, you know, I'm not going to say Minnesota's contender, but a playoff team, right? Yeah. I, I, don't, I think he's still a little young and needs to learn the actual defensive side of the game. So good on him going and getting that player that in three years when, you know, tides might be turning a little bit for San Jose – looks good right uh so you know good good on san jose to go get him by the end of the year the kid's gonna be running the power play he's probably gonna be getting the most minutes on that team there's just there's not a lot else there so um yeah i mean minnesota kind of had to do it and the sharks were like fuck yeah give it get you know hit, hit us up man uh positive on that also uh for all minnesota fans is that when these trades went down it reminded me that the wild still exist yeah, so it's uh, yeah. they are still hey, in the hey, We're here. <laughs> oh, nothing else is no, no one else is making trades or moves. Let's go ahead uh-huh. and make a trade. Yeah, let's that's let right. people remember, remember that we're here. That's right. That's yeah. right. All right, and then uh, I think we've got um, we've got some suspensions in the league. Yeah, yeah, which we haven't really touched on this year. There's there's no. been a couple, right? There's but there's been a few. So uh, and and one of them it was against the Kraken, so it was definitely applicable there. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, so so uh, one, one of the first ones that went through was Rasmus Anderson. He got a four-game suspension for his hit on Patrick Laine. I think we touched on it a little bit if we didn't. Uh, he, he did get four games on that, uh, I believe. I believe he appealed it as well. Um, and, and next up was um, McAvoy there in ba- Boston. He, he had a nice little head check, had a little head contact on Ekman Larson. Uh, I think it was a couple weeks ago now, a week or so ago now. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also got four games, and I believe the last I heard was that he was appealing that as well. Uh, just just a targeted hit. I, I Honestly, I, I the rest of Sanderson won, you know, pissy at the end of the game. I, I, I can see it. He got the four games that I think he probably deserved. It was a little high. Not, not necessarily – oh, hello. Uh, not necessarily one of, one of the, the better plays, but he got his four games and, and – you know, rightfully so. Oh. Yeah. The, the the one with McAvoy that you're seeing on YouTube, if you're watching on YouTube, um, it, it's just, it, it is dirty. 
you know, and and there was a lot of people that were basically like, oh, you know, there there, there was a lot of defenders for this hit, which is just bizarre to me, because this is this is just clearly he knew what he was doing, right? I mean, he he stands up, knows that his shoulder is is in head height, yeah, right there. I I don't know if that's even the one. Um, it was it was on Ekman Larson as the one that he actually got his four games for. Oh, really? Uh, this isn't even it. That's not even it. No. Um. And it just just a dirty play. I mean, the puck was it wasn't long gone from Ekman Larson's stick. I think Ekman Larson got a little poke on it or something like that. Oh, there we go. But yeah, McAvoy clear Ooh. head clear head contact. Yeah, just not just not ideal, right? He stands up. He throws the shoulder into the head. I, honestly, I could have seen this one going for more games than than Rasmus got. The reason oh, God, McAvoy that is got just four bad. Yeah, the reason McAvoy got four was because they had just given Anderson four, right? So they they kind of were just saying, "Oh, four. Oh God, yeah, that's that one's so nasty. I don't know how." Yeah, to this this that. view is bad. Oh, oh, it's so nasty. And he lifts. He stands up. He lifts right into the head, shoulder. Oh, it's just it's not it's not pretty. Oh um, yeah, he's that's just I, I, it's the only argument that he could probably go to player safety and be like. Okay, yeah, I lifted up, but I, you know, I misread. Like I thought I was like in his chest, and I was going to lift him up for the hit. But th- that's sure. that's that's the only argument you can have because how this looks is look like he was down, braced, and then just shoulder checked just the dude's head, shoulder shiver into the freaking jawbone. Ugh. Yeah, just just not a not a good play, not a good play, and appealing it is just it's natural. They're going to appeal most most of these suspensions, which was, it was upheld, so. Well, which is the right call. There's, there's no way. I mean, realistically, he could, he could have easily got a couple more games for that. That is clear head targeting, man. Um, yeah. So, so not, a, not a good one. Uh, the, the one that hits pretty close to home. I, I don't know if, if we'll be able to pull up a clip for it, but this was the, um, I think it was Dylan Dubé, I, I believe. Um, uh, that's oh, Mangiapani. It was one of those little, those little guys. Uh, the puck is under McCann, right? You know, there's, there's, he's trying to, he's, he's just, he's on top of the puck. It's not like he's laying down on top of the puck for a reason. And Mangiapane just cross checks him in the neck and puts his head in the ice. This one only got a single game, which uh, to me is a tragedy. I th- that, it, that is clear intent to injure. That, that, if you're going to be consistent, go four games as well, right? Oh. That is not, that's not a one game cross check. He knows exactly what he's doing. He's pissy. Uh, he did get a match penalty for it. I believe he was out of the game for it. Um, and so I think they took that into consideration. But th- this should have been four. I, there, there's there's no way you look at the McAvoy and Anderson stuff and say, Mangiapane didn't know what he was doing, so let's just give him one game. I don't right. know where the one game came from. So, uh, yeah, tough look. Tough look for sure. I Everything you said is absolutely agreed on this. I it, yeah. Man, when That's this is – so brutal. It's absolutely just like this is intentional. Yeah. Like that, that you can't even argue that you're trying to go for the puck. Bang. Like he Ugh. slows he slows McCann down and then does it. Yeah. And, like, and it, here here's my thing. Right? If you're gonna if you're gonna do that, right? And and you know, you shouldn't be doing this, but if you're gonna do that, give him a little one to the back of the pants, right? Hey, get up, you know, get off the right. puck, right? He went straight for his fucking neck, right into the ice. It's it, it's a terrible one game suspension. This is this should have been a lot more. I mean, what what did Jamie Ben get? Right? It was this. It's the exact same play as oh, Jamie Ben. This is the Jamie Ben special. That's the Jamie Ben special. I, I think Jamie. I think 
Ben got two games for something very similar in the playoffs, mm-hmm. right? Like, how do you how do you look at those two situations and say these are different and give the guy what would be in the playoffs a half a, a period, right? Like, you know, spin you that wheel, baby, spin That's that player safety wheel. Asinine. What does it What does it land on today? Fine, okay, cool, perfect. Yeah, let's give him a fucking fine. That's ridiculous. That that one, honestly, honestly, because every everyone. There, there was guys, Calgary guys on Twitter that were like, ooh, yeah, he got away with that one. You know what I mean? Like, oh, just, yeah. there was nobody that was like, yeah, he, he won. He shouldn't even have got a game. You know, it just right, there was no, right. nobody. Uh, it's just they, they don't know what they're doing down there. No, there's there's Crazy. absolutely no consistency. And, and I think that's the problem. And, in fact, if you probably talked to someone from player safety, they would probably try to say that they would make the argument that we do not – set precedent like we take every incident on a case-by-case basis and that's fair but that's a very screwed up way of doing this that's a terrible way to do it if like if the plays are exactly the same right how are you not giving them the same correct punishment i just i uh, i I I don't think like like you're saying i know why they're doing that right cool you know take it one one suspension at a time but you gotta have an archive of you know Oh, this guy spit in this guy's face. I'm going to give him three games. Mm-hmm. This guy cross checks a guy in the back of the neck while he's on the ice and bounces his head off the ice. Let's give him a single game. I, it's just, what the fuck are we doing, dude? It's just crazy to me. Nothing good. We're not doing anything. Like, how, how are they, how are, how, how do you look at that as a single game and say, yeah, I'm going to get my full paycheck this week? Like, I just, what the fuck, dude? I, I don't know. I don't know. Craziness. Absolutely crazy. Absolutely. Well, speaking of crazy, uh, the Edmonton Oilers. Sure. <laughs> uh, so uh, transaction stuff right now. Um, what is it? Old Old Jack Campbell. Jack Campbell was Jack sent Campbell. to waivers. Sent to waivers to go down to the AHL. I don't know what is Edmonton's AHL team. Oh, I saw it earlier. I wish it was the Rock. Someone is the Rockford Ice Hogs, and that's a that's fucking that's Chicago. Name, but it's, yeah, that's a badass name. I I, I can't I can't remember exactly who they're some. So I, see, this is why we need. Uh, yeah. They, so uh, the only I, thing I can the only thing I can think of is the Edmonton Oil Kings, and that's their WHL team. So yeah, um, yeah. In uh, any anyways, case, yeah. yeah any case, uh, so sent down to the AHL um, after a brutal like the third as we mentioned earlier in the show the third loss in a row against the fucking Vancouver Canucks. Good God, um, this team just looks. Just, and and the end of that game, they lost it like poor sports. Like yeah. McDavid finally loses it, he gets thrown out of the game. Uh, uh, what what is it? Woodcroft. Yeah, Woodcroft got tossed. Woodcroft gets tossed. Like like everybody is just an absolute poor sport that they're playing terrible, and then adds insult to injury. Did you see Besser score? Like uh, I think it was Drysaddle that. Uh, so Besser scores, and Drysaddle or Nurse, it was Nurse, hits. Uh, Besser stick up into the air and Besser just catches it. Nice. <laughs> it super cool. That was it's planned. really cool. Was yeah, absolutely. But no, um, and that's, you know, like this is two, this is two trains passing in the night kind of thing. Like uh, you know, Edmonton continues to spiral. Um, they're struggling for their identity. Like all the things that we have said that are problems on Edmonton are, are just front and center because McDavid has two goals. And I, and I think, and I know that Ed, an Edmonton fan would probably get on my ass about oversimplifying it there's more to it is there really though like w- the the team hasn't changed much over the last three years 
Right. And all of the deficiency of this team have always been outweighed by Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl outscoring their problems. Just putting the team on their back. Oh, is, is Skinner having a bad night? Uh, we'll just score five goals. No big. Yeah. You know, three goals, two assists for McDavid. Two goals, three assists. You know, what? two assists for whatever, for Dreisaitl. Uh, and then maybe Kaner throws in an assist in there too. You know, uh, that's about it. And that's that's how it's been. This team is not... McDavid has got two goals. Dreisaitl, I think, is a little bit doing a bit better than him. Um, Evander Kane is a ghost yeah he's, he's he's picking it up a little bit but um just not yeah not you're not getting the points you're not getting the the goals from the players you expect I mean, the big you're not guys. you're not getting enough goals and points to make up for the massive the the below average defense and yeah. the absolutely abysmal goaltending yeah i mean mcdavid is barely over a point per game he is absolutely washed up He's passing the puck just fine. Okay, he's still sure. Connor McDavid. Definitely not. Definitely not going there. But uh, that being, but he, you know what? He's got to score the goals to to make up for their issues, and he's yeah. just not doing it right now. And, and that's not me. That's more of me saying the problem of the team. I am not saying that McDavid needs to come out there and just fix all their problems by outscoring them. I'm saying that. The, the fact that he has to do that and it's expected of him almost every night means that your team is flawed. Well, I mean, it's the same thing we've been talking about. We talked about it with Bobby last week, right? The, this team has been a goalie away from yep. doing anything, and they just continue not to fucking do it. And I, I think I think there's a little bit to be said. I think Wood, Woodcroft's job is on a fucking string, uh, you know, between two skyscrapers right now. Right. He's just he's dangling right there. His tendies have a collective 4.25 goals against average, a 0.86 something save percentage. I mean, their their goalies are fucking terrible. There's you think Kenny you you think Kenny Holland's on the hot seat? He has to be right. I mean, you can't you can't look at this team and you can't sign those two goalies. And like you could your goalie coach. And your coach can only do so much for two tendies. Like when they made these, when they brought Skinner in and they signed Campbell, it wasn't like a, Oh, let's see what happens with these guys. Like no one has been like, Oh, Skinner is the guy. Like no one has ever said that. And when they brought in Campbell, you're like, what the fuck are you doing? Right. Yeah. You, you, you needed to go get a much higher name, right? A much, a much more household name than Jack Campbell to put on this team. You know, I, I think there's a little bit of that coaching, but you know, and, and they brought Stuart Skinner up. I believe he came through their system. That's what. But, that's why I didn't say they signed him. Like, but nobody's nobody said that he's the guy, right? Well, you know, 100%. like this. Oh, this is he's taken over. Like you, you'd have been better off signing, and you got, and everybody who listens to the show knows my opinion. Uh, you'd have been better signing Cam Talbot. Yeah, Corpus Salo. I mean, there's Corp, there, or Corpy. Yeah, yeah. There's there's tendies there's tendies there. You know, I mean, at this rate. Right, go to go down to Carolina. Say, hey, wh- what do you want for even Auntie Ranta at this point? Right, like so- something has to give. Well, Ranta's Ranta's uh, the starter yes. at the moment. Yeah, well, Freddie yeah. Anderson. Freddie Anderson is surprisingly hurt again. So, mm-hmm. yeah, this I mean, time he's got blood clots. And that's uh, yes, and that that sucks. Poor poor Freddie. I love Freddie, my my ginger buddy. But right. uh, 
he yeah, he I, does get hurt quite a bit. He gets hurt a lot, and so, yeah. it, so does Ranta. I mean, there's a reason we sure. saw Kachekov last year a lot, right? Right. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, you're 100% correct. Holland has to be on the hot seat because everyone, literal peons like us, know where their problem is, and they still haven't addressed it. In and they're just they're wasting Connor McDavid and Drysaddle's careers away, and it's it's unfortunate. But uh, yeah, so Cal, Calvin Pickard comes up, Jack Campbell goes down. I mean, it says a lot that literally no one wanted to pick up. I think he's five million at five years or something like that. No one wants. No one no wants, one that, wants contract. that shit. No one wants. No one wants that hot money. No one wants that contract. They knew immediately yeah. when they sent him down that he was going to clear waivers. Oh, hundred percent. There, there wasn't a team that. Take, was like, in fact, yeah, they were him. hoping. They were hoping that someone would take him off. <laughs> right. Yeah. Please. They're like, God damn it, that didn't work. Yeah. I, I mean, look, you know, there's there's plenty of other goalies in the league and. These two just aren't getting it done right now. So, uh, yeah, they they're that's a that's a huge problem of theirs. Obviously, you know, a lot of a lot of issues start from the net out, right? You know, so you know, having those those shitty goaltenders in the back is definitely putting a lot of pressure on. Like you were saying, McDavid and Drysaddle to outscore the issues in net, and, and their D is not doing them a ton of a ton of uh, uh, no, you know, that D is that. that D would not be good for a good goalie. So it's not going to be bailing the bad goalie out anytime soon. I mean, that D might get their goaltender to a fucking 900 if they had a decent goalie, but yeah, either way, I, Maybe. You, 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 that, that siren is fucking ringing in Edmonton right now. I mean, you can't be two seven and one and get absolutely waxed. You know, they got waxed by Vancouver. That is, that is a beating, right? I think it was five, two was the final. That's that's a beating in the Pacific, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just yeah. yeah they, uh, they and, that, and the sad thing was that Edmonton quick. Edmonton climbed back into it a couple times. Right, right. Yeah, and they yeah. still just got fucking waxed. They are behind. They are behind everyone in the Pacific Division, the the undisputed worst division in the NHL right now. They are. It's really not. Last. It's really not even close. It's not even close. It's the worst division by by a fucking mile. And huh. they are second to last. They, the, the Sharks, the Sharks have one less win than the Edmonton Oilers right now. All right. So, question for you here. Let me let me let me throw something at you real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I'm the Edmonton Oilers and I am saying, okay, I've got a goalie issue and I need to do something about that. Uh, if I so say I went to I don't know a team that would be in a position to trade for, you know, picks and prospects because they're in the middle of a rebuild. They probably have an aging goaltender that is super elite, but uh, is probably going to be burned through all of your rebuild years. I don't know if this team is ringing a bell to you. This sounds right in any way, shape or form. Uh, In any case, uh, if I, if I was Edmonton and I go to the ducks, Mm -hmm. if I offer a first, a prospect and Nugent Hopkins for Gibby. Do you do it? I mean, probably, right? I think okay. I, I think you, you probably do it. You're really keying in on that first round pick, especially if, especially if you know Gibby can't solve all of their problems right if Gibby is putting up a point nine oh five and a and a you know a respectable three goals against average for this team 
right? There's a good chance that first round pick could be a top ten pick, right? Sure. And you and you could potentially have two top ten picks in a draft that isn't 2023, but you know two in the top ten. You you could potentially get two stars, right? So, so I, I think you do it. Thanksgiving. So as we learned from Bobby, and I mean it's not we didn't learn it from Bobby, but Bobby kind of reaffirmed it in the last episode. You know, American Thanksgiving is kind of the mile marker of where you can you start to look at your team and you can start making judgments. Sure. Uh, the Oilers here. Here's their games up till the 24th. Mm-hmm. The Sharks, the Kraken, the Islanders, the Kraken, the Lightning, the Panthers, the Hurricanes, and the Capitals. So not the hardest. I mean, you've got some tough games in there, but San Jose's bad. Yeah, majority the Kraken, of them are easy. The Kraken are mediocre. The Islanders are mediocre. The Tampa Tampa's as vulnerable as they've been for quite a while. Um, Florida is playing schizophrenic hockey, and the Hurricanes don't have a goalie. So this is a very like this isn't a hard schedule. Right. If they go, if they're sitting where they are at Thanksgiving, are we looking for major changes? Yeah, or do I mean, you just or you just write the season off. I I don't I don't think I don't think when you have Connor McDavid and Drysaddle, I don't think you can write a season off. So I, I think I think they have to find a way. You know, you can't you can't even look at Boston who has two starting tendies. You can't even look that direction. You got to look at a team that is is looking to offload some of their players that have value still. So I I mean, yeah, you know the the way Gibby's looked the last two games. Coming back from injury, can he solve their problems? It's anybody's guess, but you're, you're going to have a better opportunity than fucking Jack Campbell and Stuart Skinner. Shit, right? Go get Darcy Kemper from the Capitals. Yeah, yeah, it's another. That's another good one. I think another another one to take a peek at is uh, you know even a Jacob Markstrom, right? I mean, you know, someone like that. They have this guy uh, Dustin Wolf down in the AHL. That's one yep. like tendy of the year. I think three years in a row or something. He he is stupid good. Yeah. And so they're just they're looking for an excuse to bring him up and and move Markstrom's contract. The problem is, I, you know, now Calgary's won two in a row, right? You know what 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 do they think they are, right? So you know is is Markstrom their guy? Well, so, obvious, I don't know. Obviously, Calgary's problem was Jonathan Huberdeau. So yeah, he might as well bench his ass. That guy, you get he got benched the entire third period. You know what? And you got like it's created memes of like sad Huberdeau where he's just like, me. I mean, we're seeing this in the NHL. This is something I think we got away from in the NHL a little bit is seeing these players get benched. I mean, Seager's got benched, right? He's yep. He probably could be benched again, right? I mean, like he's just you know he will probably get benched again. He probably will. He's he's, he hasn't quite figured it out yet. Uh, He's a step behind right now. So I mean, we're seeing that a little bit, but yeah, I I mean. Edmonton's got to do something. They got to do something quick. I, I don't think you even wait until you figure out where you're at at Thanksgiving if you're Edmonton. This is a team okay. that. Oh, okay. No, yeah, I mean they got to they got to figure it out now. They have to, you know. Um, so, yeah, I, I think we if we do if we are going to see a move for attendee, it's going to be at Edmonton and it's going to be quick. I just there's no no excuse. Is it Jonathan? Qu- I'm just kidding. It's Jonathan Quick. Bring Jonathan. Is it Jonathan Quick? quick? Um, no, but it, 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 I did find what there was a good tweet out there. I'd have to find it. I it would it would do tweet it would be tweet of the week for me. Um, like oh, I think it was uh, it was Heat Daddy again saying like if I'm if I'm Jack Campbell, I'm like 
I wasn't even goal last night. Right. <laughs> that, is, that is pretty good. That's a good one. That is good. I wasn't even playing. Why, why am I going to the AHL? He just, he looked at Woodcroft wrong on the bench. He just fucking side-eyed him or something. Like, like, like Campbell was just, like, they got, they got the sixth goal. So Campbell's, like, obviously looking at the coach, like, are you going to send me in? And Woodcroft's like, fuck you. Like, yeah. Yeah. Send Calvin Pickard. <laughs> uh, yeah, they, they got, they got some problems. It's a mess over there. I, I oh, do yeah. want to bring something up. Um, yeah, I, I don't want to spend too much time with this. Are we starting to see the ramifications of Vander Kane being in your locker room? I wouldn't say from a negative perspective, but you're not looking for if like if you're looking for to Evander Kane to be your leader, it's that's a problem. And I, look, I I think that all of us will easily agree that Connor McDavid is the best player in the world from a skill perspective, but I'm not convinced that he's a leader. I think he's mm. the de facto captain on that team because he's the best player in the world. Sure. I don't think that he's an actual like rock locker room guy that, I mean, from everything that we've seen public facing, the guy has the personality of a fucking rock, like a dislikable yeah. rock too. Yeah. One that like yeah, a, it's just, like a, a rock with resting bitch face, like, just gray and smooth, you know, yeah. it's not even jagged <laughs> like, and cool. Yeah. Like I, I've never met somebody with like more resting bitch face than, than Connor McDavid. So like, I just don't know if he's necessarily the guy in the locker room. Uh, it, he, it, to me, he seems more like that really not necessarily stuck up, but like just tired of it all. So instead of like rooting up the team, he's just like, just fucking pass me the puck. Like I'm tired of, yeah. I'm tired of telling you what to do. Just fucking passing me the puck and then gets pissed off when they don't do it. And I think, I think with, with that, right. So if you, if you're going to, if you're going to have that stance, right. And, and I, I'm not saying it's a bad stance. I think you're, you're totally on par there. I think you have to have that coach that it becomes the voice, right? And I I don't know a ton about Woodcroft myself, but I maybe you know, maybe maybe one of these high caliber coaches is something that you do need to bring in to basically say, "Hey, look, if McDavid isn't the guy that can, you know, bring the team to to win some of these games, maybe it's got to be the coach," right? There and were maybe- jokes, there were jokes that Daryl Sutter's name was being thrown around. Oh, the fucking garden gnome himself. Jesus, huh? that would be Beautiful. well. He's got a great track record of immediately going in and fixing things. True. It's just true, after true. they get. It's just after they get to know him. There, he's a fucking prick. Right. So, but but maybe that's what they need. Maybe they need a coach that they all rally against, essentially, right? Because yeah. you know, so they got to figure something. It's out. hard to tell Connor McDavid what to do. Like, how could you possibly, as a coach, like even even the most accomplished coach, if fucking Joe Quinville walks in there. Like, how can you tell with a straight face and with 100% confidence, tell Connor McDavid what to do and how to play hockey? I could do it. Well, yeah, because we, no, we got nothing to lose. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll get in there and fucking shake it up. Say, hey, man, you're uh, not good. <laughs> you equals bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll see what happens, but yeah, no. And, and this is not a, all of this Connor McDavid talk. This is, I am not in that camp of Connor McDavid's the problem. It's like, if anything, no. if, if you want to take that twisted logic, he is the problem because he's too good in the sense that like the entire strategy of that team is just get the puck to him. I, mm. I think I've talked about this before. It was kind of like the later years of the red wings where the strategy just became, get the puck to Dotsuk. Right. And because of that, we just covered Dotsuk, you know, and then right. we, the Red Wings just kept watch. Losing. Yeah, watch Dotsuk do his thing. 
Right, exactly. But you, yeah. you know, you, Dotsu can't get around five people every time. So, yeah, <laughs> most times. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, uh, the Oilers are definitely, definitely struggling at the moment. That is for sure. And uh, man, I don't, I don't know what they're gonna do. Nothing I don't know. They, I don't know if there's a fix. Yeah, nothing it, they it, can do. Just burn it. A shakeup. Uh, it's you've got to do. You've got to do a shakeup. Like yeah. you have to be a mid-season shakeup, where. Fuck, I don't know. You know, you got to pull a St. Louis Blues like midway through, and someone's got you know Leon and Connor need to have a fist fight at a practice. Ooh, I'd be, I'd watch that though. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. It's slap boxing. They wouldn't, they wouldn't actually fucking fight. They'd be slap boxing in the locker room. Probably, but you know, it's one of those Herb Brooks, let them go, kind of things. Yep. Fuck. All right. Um, I think we should wrap up the show with a little fantasy talk because we've got, we've got our league has been quite interesting lately. Sure. Um, but as we mentioned earlier in the show, let's let's start with uh, with our 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 twenty person league, uh, the Dusty Benders, Dusty Bender, the Dusty Bender Hockey Pod. Potters are in first place. Uh, I think we're I think tonight as we were recording this, I think we evened things up pretty closely. Four and zero, and oh yeah, we took the lead, forty nine. So we're now in the lead. Um, so the DB Hockey Potters are playing pretty good. As as Taylor has mentioned before, we have a pretty deep league. Um, honestly, I've been cruising the waiver wire. Has anybody been on your radar? I've not, not that we have a perfect team, but it's just not a lot out there at the moment. It seems like, yeah, it's, it's pretty, it's it, my internet's not wanting to pull up, but oh, okay. uh, I've got yeah. act, like to put it in perspective, like uh, right now we've got transactions of, I, the, the biggest thing, like we were just kind of talking about it. Jonathan Herbido is currently sitting on our waiver wire. Yep. Yeah. And, and and at first, like the knee jerk reaction is like, oh my god, waiver claim! Like we got to grab this him. guy. Yeah. Um, and then you open it up, and he has two assists in six games, and has an average points of one point five. Yeah, not good. Uh, like, like that's uh, like Cali Yarncrook has a higher average, right? You know, so uh, do do you take? Do you take the gamble that he might, you know, spit for first off, let me go more general. Say you're sitting in a league and you see a big name like this hit the waiver wire. Is this a situation like where you panic? Do you drop a guy in your, even if you're like content with your team, do you cruise through and go like, Oh shit. Uh, I, I, well, I got to drop somebody because I have to get this guy. Or do you not panic? Uh, personally. So, so there's a couple things that go into this for me. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think from what I've seen the last couple games from the from the Flames themselves, I think the team itself is actually starting to figure a few things out. They they okay. look like a more competitive, you know, uh, not complete dumpster fire of a team the last few games, and so i i would take a I would take a flyer on Jonathan Huberto if I have a guy like in this league with twenty teams. Right, if I have a guy that's playing say third line minutes, I'm I'm taking a chance on a guy like Jonathan Huberto, right? Because Fair. You know, I, I just I'm taking that chance on the team's getting better. He, I, you know, you hope this was a wake up call, you know, and he was a bounce back candidate at the beginning of the year, right? So yep. he still has a little bit of time to make that bounce back. He still has six points in in twelve games. It's not what you're paying him. That's not ideal. No, um, and what you know he can be. That's not ideal. But I think you know those different variables and things like that. I'm taking that taking that chance on him. So. Um, yeah, I, I I think you and I will have a, a pretty good conversation about you know who could maybe be that drop 
for us if we wanted to take a take a flyer. Uh, so I'm not quite ready to write him off. If we get to that 20, 30 game mark and he is, you know, 15 points, uh, you know, he's probably back on the waiver wire. But I think w- with those high caliber players where you know he's hit 100 a couple times, I, I think you gotta you gotta see what he can do. But um, yeah, it's crazy. I, in in a in a shallow league like this is with 20 teams, it's crazy to see guys like that on, on the waiver wire. So, yep, I agree. I agree. Um, I, I think you know, looking at because we like to give some tips sometimes. Uh, like if you're in a deep like this, and even in our Dusty Bender league, we've only got 12, uh, 12 teams. Like John Marino is having some good looks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know he's not getting power play time, but that guy's he's just a solid guy. And yeah. and the Devils are kind of. God, was it Biz Nasty, uh, Bissonette on TNT? He's like, I think my, their fans have like brainwashed me into thinking they're good, yeah. um, which I think is a little harsh. Like, sure. I, I think is. this, I, I think the New Jersey team, health, like fully healthy, is is definitely competitive, but there might be something to that. Like, I think that we've we kind of forgot that they didn't really necessarily do anything to fix their goaltending. Like Vanacek was very hot and very cold last year, and then what is it? Akira is basically unproven right so i think we kind of forgot about that i think this is a this is an offense that's an offensively minded team so you know for fantasy that's a great thing you know when pretty much any but you can you can look at the roster and go from front to back and say like okay everybody's going to be putting up some points uh that's a great thing for your fantasy team not necessarily for them but yeah yeah couple names real quick just to kind of round it all out uh evangelista is is a rookie on nashville i think that's a a guy especially in 20 league team or 20 team league that's a guy to kind of keep an eye on uh and then some d you know they're missing from our league but you know a shallower league ekman larson i think you have ekman larson in one of your leagues and then yeah and then the the other guy on the back end he's he's going quick so you got to pick him up but uh the ducks um uh Pavel Minchikov, I mean, the kid for, especially if you're in a keeper league, that kid needs to be on your, uh, on a roster. So, uh, just, just a couple, couple names to throw out there, but yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, we're, I, it's just, it's, it's shallow in some of these leagues. So we'll see what happens. It is. It is. Well, and we'll see, you know, uh, it's going to be a situation where guys are going to start. I mean, we've, we've got a, there's a few names sitting on the waiver wire that, you, you know, are, are ones to watch. Uh, even in our more shallow league, you've got you've got you've got some decent names that we're like we're all kind of circling around, but not necessarily doing anything about. You know, um, I, I think my I always like to say it my Andre Palat because like four years ago I we we all used to take turns having Andre Palat on our team. Sure. Uh, it kind of seems like Eric Hall is going to be that this year. Mm-hmm. Um, Eric Hall, maybe even Cam Atkinson a little bit, um, where we we like them for those spot plays and then we immediately dump them for somebody else. Right. Um, but yeah, there's a. Uh, it's definitely been interesting in our in our other league. Uh, God, the the speculative flyers have their work cut out for them this week. It ain't gonna happen. It's it's gonna be. Uh, <laughs> who who can provide me value next week? <laughs> gonna you gonna use these uh gonna use these waiver clay waiver pickups for for next week. Yeah, I it it last week was tough. Uh, played played whoever I was playing. I don't remember the exact team, but. Uh, had a had a really good week. I'm not going to take anything away from them, but I lost both Adam Fox and Jack Hughes uh, last week, which was, which is a tough tough loss. I definitely mm-hmm. cried a few a uh, few days for it. But yeah. yeah, well, it doesn't help in our DB in the in the hockey pod league that uh, we we have three goalies that are pretty useless. 
Yeah, I mean, we were banking on some wins, and we decided that Toronto and Ottawa were going to be. And, and Merzlikens was a, was our last pick. I, I'm not. I, yeah, it's, we're, we're getting exactly what we expected out of him. But uh, yeah, Ottawa and Toronto. Um, if you picked up, if you picked up Wool, thinking that he was going to immediately take over that net, uh, I'm so sorry that that was. Uh, you need to stop drinking late at night. I was going to say there was a reason I had him on my roster because because what's his face was play, Samson. I was playing so bad. And I dropped and I picked him up. And I'm like, okay, you know, like Wall's got to be playing better than this guy. And then they were like alternating starts. And I, and I kind of like had that moment of uh, like an epiphany of like, huh, he hasn't won a game in like four games. I'm going to drop him. And then, you know, but then I panicked because I picked up anti Ronta when I heard that what's his face got hurt Anderson. Mm-hmm. So I grabbed him and I'm like, Oh no, I got, I got, I got to get wall back, you know, cause walls like going to be the, cause he won one game and in Toronto, that's, that's, you know, we have short memories. They have short memories in Toronto. If he wins one game, he's now the starter. So, right. Um, he's, but they, they started, they, they're like halfway through his statue in downtown. <laughs> gives him six tonight. I can see that they, they have a, they, they have a spot in Toronto for, ju- for just like the ever building statue. Right. Like it's, 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 it's a new player, like every month, like walls, like halfway through. And then he, and then, so like, between the game that he won and the game that he lost tonight against Ottawa, like now it's torn down. <laughs> right, it's, it's it was that quick. It was just his legs, and now they're just fucking taking chunks out of it with pickaxes. It's like it's just you walk out of the arena there, and they're just they have the statue, and everybody's just taking turns <laughs> at it, sledgehammers. They'll start, then they'll start building it. It's very possible they start building it of him again. They're like, we're so sorry. Sorry, Say, that statue will be torn down at least 30, 40 times a year. Just a graveyard of statues. Oh, <laughs> goodness. Shit. That's so sad. All right. You got anything else? No, I don't. Perfect. All right. Everybody, we appreciate you guys listening. We hope you're enjoying the show. Any new listeners that we have, welcome. We hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, please go back and listen to all of our old stuff, too, and have a have a good laugh. Um, there's, there's some decent content in there, you know? Sure. Uh, according to us you know it's it's hit and miss honestly um i think honestly people pick episodes at random just because of the episode names that we have um hand job by freddy krueger seems to be doing quite well so it's a pretty good one the other one is uh what's the announcer one it's the, the strip club uh, stri- announcer strip club you know, announcer yeah that does a few folks in that, there so that does it does pretty good too so yeah uh whatever it is uh we appreciate you guys please subscribe to us on youtube that's uh kind of where we're pushing everybody nowadays but if you're one of our old-fashioned audio listeners please subscribe to us on spotify apple podcasts uh player fm if you're one of the og listeners oh. uh, anybody you know we're on we're on we're we're widely available so follow us uh subscribe to us so you can get every episode as soon as it comes out And then uh, we're pretty active on Twitter and Facebook. So follow us on there. Cool beans. All right, everybody. We'll see you later.